This is the Swarm Unplugged podcast, where we get to know the bee social community and encourage others to join us. With hundreds in the community, we want to get to know all of you better. From the newbie to the expert to the project partners, we will be learning who they are and how they can best benefit from bee social. I'm Christopher Knight, so let's get started. And a great big welcome to everyone to this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. Uh, this is where we get to know the folks in the bee social community. We uh, get to hear them talk about their lives and why they got involved. Uh, but today is a little different. It's different to the point that you are, are going to learn some things that you have never heard before. Now, we have a very special guest, Brian Harper who is going to tell us a little bit about something that is uh, on the horizon that can make a huge impact on the bee social community and help it grow and grow and grow. So before I even get close to giving away any, any of the concepts that are coming up, which you need to stay tuned for, I want to introduce uh, Brent Harper to you right now. Welcome to the Swarm Unplugged, Brent. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate the other. Uh, I listened to a couple of your other podcasts and uh, uh, very, very enjoyable. I hope everybody else is listening too. Well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. And I do, I do as well. It's uh, I think it uh, is, is important that uh, some of this information makes it out there and uh, we all enjoy. Uh, Brian, you have, you have a very interesting background. My goodness. Uh, uh, something about 1978 and a pregnant wife. What's going on with that? <laughs> yes, I had a radical career change. <laughs> In my mid-20s, I had a pregnant wife, and uh, I had just closed a retail business that I had in Portland. Uh, um, so I guess I guess I had, I had lived a life by the time I was 25. <laughs> and uh, I was uh, middle of the night watching late night TV, scratching my head. And then uh, a commercial came on for a local technical school teaching computer programming. And I thought, you know what, I guess I better do something like that. Let's go check it out. So uh, I got a student loan, went to school, uh, came out, started writing uh, computer programs and designing systems for uh, corporate America on the old dinosaur mainframes from IBM. And I did that until uh, oh, about the mid nineties, actually. So it's been about 20 years dealing with that, in, that area. It was uh, quite an experience. Now you say 20 years and you were 20. So what did you do after that? I found the internet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, the, the systems that I was working on at the time in the early nineties, uh, were actually satellite communication systems mm -hmm. uh, for, for commercial use um, with uh, Qualcomm and IBM, Rockwell, Motorola, and those kind of uh, entities. They were uh, they actually had developed satellite systems to talk to their long haul truckers over satellite, and they were integrating the trucks and some of the programmable features in uh, uh, long haul semi trucks uh, back then. That's a whole other story. Anyway, but so I was into the, uh, you know, networking and uh, a little bit and communications and, and I saw an ad in the paper for the internet. And I thought, hey, man, what is this? I looked into it. <laughs> At the time, quite honestly, 
um, there wasn't a World Wide Web <laughs> to, mm -hmm. per se. There were there were no GUI browsers. Uh, uh, Netscape didn't exist. <laughs> the precursor to Netscape, which was called Mosaic, was developed at that time uh, in the supercomputing center up in Michigan uh, University system by Mark Andreessen, uh, who is someone that you know, listen, you maybe heard uh, Richie talking about here recently. Mm -hmm. So yeah, early adopter, yeah, pioneer, yeah, sort of. <laughs> My first website was running on a shared server at 56KB out of Ooh, Boston. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so anyway, I never looked back, you know, it's like I found, I found a, a, a wide open uh, communications network and uh, decided to see what could be done with it, and here I am. Uh, you were way ahead of me. My first computer was a Commodore 64, if you remember what that was. Uh, uh, 64K, and that's all the memory you had. But it had a side drive with a floppy disk if you wanted to buy that extra. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, all fascinating. Now, I understand you do have uh, quite a family. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, I've uh, uh, been remarried to my, uh, my second wife, Paula, for over 30 years. And I should say we've been together for over 30 years. I can't really keep track of how many years we've been married. <laughs> but it's close to that. I mean, and don't let her hear you say that, Brian. Come on now. I can't hide anything from her. Don't don't think that for a second. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I understand <laughs> and, that. And she knows. So, uh, uh, an anecdote. Uh, we got married uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. So ever since that, I've been trying to convince her that the day after Thanksgiving is our anniversary, so I can remember it. It doesn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what is the anniversary, Brian? It's the day after Thanksgiving. Of course. If you say it enough, people will start believing it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that seems to be true in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. except and, for wives wives never forget anything and you know the that, truth right? you know we would love them for it too don't we yeah well you know i, I having been i was married 39 years before my wife passed but the uh i i know for a fact that if i did something she would bring up something that happened 15 years before it says you've always been always done this and it was something that happened 15 years ago i'm going what <laughs> Oh my! It's but that's for, anyway, well, for children, I have a I have a, a daughter and a couple of granddaughters from my first wife, uh, and they're doing great. They uh, they live in the uh, Salt Lake City area, and stepson uh, with Paula. Uh, I've been part of his life since he was about fifteen, and uh, he's doing great. Lives in the Memphis area uh, with uh, with his family, uh, and. Life is good. Life is good. But how did you get involved with uh, with bees social? Well, I knew I knew Ray and Patrick for years. I've known both of them for years. Um, and actually, actually, uh, I almost missed the boat. And I, and I did. I missed the first boat. OK, and I'll explain what I mean by that. Um, Ray and I have been working together for a couple of years before before this all happened, 
doing promotion with some of his business. I was doing some advertising for some of his clients and things of that nature. And uh, last April, a year ago, Ray uh, pinged me on Skype and says, hey, man, I got you got to take a look at this. He said, uh, he said, we got to get you a note. We got to get your partner note. We got to get your partner note right now. And um, I can't remember exactly what was going on. Well, actually, I do remember last April. It was right after we got locked down and, and everybody was trying to figure out what was going on. And I, I, I didn't really have, have time to, to pay attention. I knew he was talking about crypto. And I had gotten involved with crypto back in 2015. Uh, I was doing some mining of Bitcoin. And I had a Coinbase account and was accumulating little bits of Bitcoin into that account. And uh, unfortunately for me, uh, they had a debit card that attached to Coinbase back then. <laughs> and they're about to have another one. I don't know what happened to the one back in uh, 2015, 2016. Yeah. But since I, they gave me a debit card and I had you know half a dozen Bitcoin or whatever it was sitting around that was worth a few hundred dollars, I spent it. And I quit messing with the mining and said, I spent it with the debit card, you know, lunch, gas, uh, you know, tune up, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, anyway, so Ray Ray's want me to, to do this thing again. And I was like, no, Ray, listen, I don't know, really. I said, seriously, you know me. I'm if the circus is in town, sell peanuts kind of guy, right? <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, listen, I need some help with this. And so I had, you know, I, I, I connected him with, with somebody to help him get his website done. And uh, he, he got his he got his partner note up running, which is media blocks. And uh, so I missed the boat. I, I yeah. could have gotten a part. I could have been a part a full partner. You know, if I if I paid attention, if I hadn't been so preoccupied last April. And I've gotten after Ray a couple of times about it, that he didn't sell me hard enough. <laughs> he didn't do the <laughs> he didn't close me right. He's got to learn how to close me. Right. <laughs> But anyway, okay. then, then in, I guess it was July, June or July, um, I had found a, I had found a trading uh, bot that was trading crypto. And I got interested in that because I had some, some background early on in my career. I, I, was, I did some work for uh, stock exchange. And so uh, the trading uh, portion of it kind of appealed to me. And I, I messed around in that. And then, and then Patrick called me one day and he says, Hey, listen, man, don't, don't ever say I don't I don't love you and I never did anything for you. He said you got to talk to Ray. This thing is getting ready to go crazy. And I was like I was like oh God, what? Come on, give me a break. I said okay. So I called Ray up. Ray explained to me what's going on with with what has become the social. Mm -hmm. And I said oh, I better have a close look at this one. So I was. I was one of those original 68 or so, 63, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But that uh, you've heard the, the term 16 days to glory, nine days to glory, that kind yeah. of thing. That <laughs> all started last August, you know, when we, when we first uh, uh, built this thing up. So um, I've been along for the ride since then. And it's like every day I get up, I'm just more excited about what's going on. And the thing that really appealed to me is something that we don't talk about too much anymore because it's it's been pushed off into the future a little bit but um the the thing that appealed to me was the ability to democratize finance okay 
I, I deal with uh, some people uh, that are virtual assistants and I've been using them for years and uh, people in Pakistan, people in uh, the Philippines and uh, some, I actually have a, a VA that I've been working with for years in Sri Lanka. And it's very difficult. I mean, the only way to pay those people is, is Western Union or PayPal or, or something of that nature uh, that costs money on both ends to, to pay them through PayPal and Western Union, of course. So uh, when I understood the, the power of the democratization of, of finance, where I, as an individual, could actually deal one-on-one -on -one with another individual anywhere in the world, and instantly pay that person something or loan that person something without them or I having the need to mess with a bank or a third party. I mean, honest to God, if you knew somebody in, a, uh, in Ethiopia, for example, and they were having a very difficult time surviving, and if they had a goat, if they just had a goat, they would be able to provide sustenance for their family. And if they had two goats, they could actually have a little enterprise. So on and so forth. So how do I, as one individual, anywhere in Oregon, how do I help that person that happens that I happen to know? Well, this gives me the opportunity or the ability, I should say, to reach out and help that person get that goat that they need to improve their life. And I, that just turns me on, that the whole concept of being able to do that just lit my fuse. So I, you know, I just basically went all in at that point. And I've got several other things that I have plans to do. Um, myself and, and my wife, we support a, a local food bank, food share. And uh, we supported a local homeless mission already. And uh, I also was the beneficiary. Um, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I lived about 100 miles away from my uh, radiation therapy in a little town in Oregon called Florence. And Florence has a bus. It's called the Friends of Florence. And that bus was established by a man back in the 70s to drive people to their uh, radiation and chemo appointments in Eugene from Florence. And they provided as a free service to the community. And it was one of the most wonderful things that ever happened to me. People I met, uh, the service I was given, and uh, I intend to do a lot with those people to help the other people that, were in this, that come into the same situation that I was in at the time. So this gives me the, the ability in the future to impact so many lives in the ways that I've just described that I can't wait. So, but then this system, it's uh, your way to pay it forward. Yes. Yes, that's, exactly. That's outstanding and very, very meaningful for goodness sakes. Uh, uh, we all need a, a reason, not just for profit. And so I, I, I believe that with all my heart. Uh, but in the process now, you're about to, let's, let's pull back the current, the curtain, Bryant. 
you're about to do something that you want to reveal for the first time right here on this podcast. And so I'm going to, I'm going to turn you loose and let you talk about exactly what you are doing. Okay. Well, uh, a a little background to it first. Uh, The, the, the group that is Patrick and, and Ray and, and I and Vince and the other people on the marketing side of this that are building websites and podcasts and that includes you now and uh, videos and you know all of that you know we we're we're tasked with raising uh, the awareness of uh, be social and uh, the projects that we're doing and. My role has been kind of in the background because I'm doing something that we didn't really have anyone with expertise to do in the group, and that's Reddit. Um, I have been developing along with uh, three other people, uh, one full-time, myself, uh, part-time, two others to uh, establish and build uh, DeFi communities and, and the B social community on Reddit. Um, uh, to this point, uh, the reason that I got started on this is Reg, uh, Richie, Reggie, <laughs> Richie inspired me when he was talking about the impact that the Reddit group Wall Street Bets had in the GameStop, or GameStop stock debacle a couple of months ago and the point that he made that this group of people on reddit community moved in unison to take action against short sellers in a stock that they thought was being uh, not just manipulated but uh what's the word i'm looking for exploited by the hedge funds and their short selling tactics and they took them apart as a group and Reggie explained it, explained it so succinctly on that call that I got up and I couldn't sleep. I got up the next morning. I normally get up at five. I think I was up at three the next morning. And I was into Reddit. I was thinking, all right, nobody said a word about this. We don't have any, I don't know of anybody in the group that has any expertise. So let's do it. And it turns out that I had an old Reddit account that's like five years old, four years old, something like that. I was doing some marketing on it back then. Uh, You are using it to do marketing, I should say, back then. So um, I was able to establish uh, very quickly some uh, subreddits dealing with DeFi. Uh, We we built out the uh, B Social subreddit, and we now have the M2 subreddit as well. Only one of them is public at this point. It's uh, what we consider a feeder community. It's just general DeFi information. It's called DeFi Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. It is open to the public and uh, it's growing organically, slowly but surely. Um, And anybody that would like to, you know, stop by and take a look, take a look. I believe that this podcast is going to go public right after the M2 coin uh, launches. And at that time, along with the launch of M2, I will be opening up the B social community to the public. And we will be doing a full court press across all of the DeFi groups 
that we are currently monitoring and members of and contributing to on Reddit, that everyone in all those groups will find out about Be Social and Into all at the same time, uh, within 24 hours of uh, the M2 coin actually becoming available. Or maybe a little later. It depends on how we all decide to deal with the launch. You know, at what point do we? Does everybody get to know about it? So the group, um, you know, the group on the calls, you know, that, that we're speaking to right now, uh, the group will decide uh, when the V social goes uh, active, and at that time we'll also open up the M2 coin uh, subreddit. Uh, it also exists right now, but it's private. Um, so. The goal is to build a community. Oh, let's put it this way. Uh, Wall Street Bets is an old one. It's been around for a long time. Uh, I think it has like 2 million members in it. Uh, everybody knows about Doge, Doji, the Doji coin. <laughs> and the community, Richie Cox about that being a community coin. And that community is on Reddit like you wouldn't believe. And they are very, very big. Um, and if you if you see what's happened with Doge, from the time they started talking about, I mean, Elon Musk had a little something to say about it, and Mark Cuban had something to say about it, yeah. and the group on Reddit went berserk. They went bananas. That coin has gone from like a 0.4 cents <laughs> beginning of the year. I think it's at like 35 cents coin now, right now, and it's a completely useless coin. <laughs> So to, that's the power of the Reddit group, and that's what we we intend to tap into, to that kind of power, because I, you know, like Richie says, you know, the community is where it's at. If we've got twenty five thousand people, that uh, we can show these other uh, uh, coin projects uh, that we really have these live people that you know are here to do things, uh, we're going to be a power to be reckoned with. We're going to change the world. I have no doubt in my mind. Christopher, I'll say it right now. We are going to change the world. There you the go. extent to which we change it is yet to be seen. <laughs> well, the uh, the stronger the community, the stronger the possibility, right? Absolutely. Well, that that is a, a tremendous project to put together. Brian, you really deserve a, a huge round of applause on getting that one set up and ready to spring on the public when the time is right. <laughs> I, I think I, 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 I can't accept that from you at this point, Christopher, and I'll be honest with you why. Uh, the public will decide <laughs> how good it is and how well we've done with it. Okay. That, I, don't, I don't mind a little humility here and there, but, you know. <laughs> Listen, I've had, I've had some really grandiose plans in the, in the past and in, in, in different lives in my past. <laughs> That have been have been absolutely wonderful, tremendous, the biggest you ever saw failures. <laughs> but I never stopped trying. That's the thing. <laughs> Anybody that's uh, had their own business or done independent work, <clears throat> there are always failures. But boy, when it's successful, it's really successful. So uh, there's a big difference. And this one has this one has I call it this one has wings. I think it's going to fly. Uh, so with efforts I, like that, plus the other folks who are very involved but with efforts like that, it really makes a difference, Brian. Big, big difference. Well, I hope to make as much of a difference 
to as many people in a, as positive way as I can with the time I got left. Uh, That's what it's all about now. Well, it, as, as we reach the end of this uh, episode of the Swarm Unplugged, is there anything you'd like to say to the folks uh, that will be listening that you feel is important? I'd like to p- express my appreciation to everybody that's in this group, each and every one of them. Um, I, I feel like I have a seat at the knee of uh, 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 the Oracle of Omaha on those calls every night. I mean, it's like listening to, if you were a stock trader and really into it, being able to listen to Warren Buffett talk about stock, stocks and trading stocks and how to invest in stocks. You know, listening to Richie and the other people on the call that, um, that are so successful in their own right. Um, it's really humbling uh, to be part of this group. And I don't know how to express my appreciation yeah. enough. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Brian. Absolutely couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for being on this episode, Brian. I know that uh, you and I will we'll talk more as we uh, move forward and keep promoting and keep uh, marketing and keep bringing good people in that also deserve to benefit like we also hope and will benefit ourselves. So thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Christopher. I really appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, folks. And with that, uh, that can't be any more special right there. Brian is uh, building something that could be huge. It has been in the past for other situations. It could be huge and it is a tremendous contribution to the bees social community. Uh, it comes from uh, experience and it comes through a, a desire to want to make the bees social community as special as it can be. I appreciate all of you being on this episode of the Swarm Unplugged. I'm Christopher Knight. Always remember to listen, learn, and give. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Swarm Unplugged podcast. Be sure to hit the follow button and leave us a glowing comment. Gravitate yourself to be on the podcast so you are the next one to introduce themselves to the B-Social community. See you on the next episode.